0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Just like every other ever kid in the hood. But last time this boy cried, when he woke up one morning realized he was a fatherless child. Daddy never there, showed him no love, learned to emulate thugs, bust slugs with the intent to kill, ran these streets, hide in the cable bill. Paranoid because these streets are stressing him as models. Ain't nobody getting the best of him. Round these parts, drug wars make the guns spark. Triggers ain't got no heart. Women are hoes. Kids are the way God. That's just the word in the Bible. They pray for death on their Bible. Out here, nobody cares. You can smell genocide in the air. From the corners, These kids gave birth to crackers and chicken heads. They were misled by some father's old heads. They learned the cop reek, work off the reekers. They went to war with the dreads Better off dead, it was this old lady said she spoke truth to power. His darkest hour, they closed his casket at 19. Rest in peace, t-shirts, laces, whole team. His mother crying, dressed in black. searched the church, thrust the back. Even on this day, a daddy he are Your self-exiled monarch from your castle and home. Making you a king without a throne. Making your son a prince without a crown. Look at him now. He lived and died a He lived and died a fatherless child. And this must be supported karma. Like Sonia Sanchez being my father's baby mama. So you see my dad, thank you for me. but give me this gift indirectly. Top five dead alive, and hip-hop, R&B, or poetry. So if you think you'll outright me, forget it. And you can take that to heart like God said it. Maybe when I'm going to give me credit. But right now... I'm that boy, you want that boy I'm like Langston Hughes on steroids Alonzo in shop, a little girl, little boy Better father than my daddy ever was and Poetry was a drug, every day I'd be picking it in the head And blowing a bag of it back. And Seeping out my soul through you Sit next to me, might catch a contact But I wish poetry to a female Try I could dive in face first Put my mouth with the did first Grab my hair, slap her on the backside And ask her, whose poetry is this? She say it's yours, daddy And nine months later she'll make me happy Give me two miracles. I mean one wordplay the other lyrical. Just so I can walk up to people and say, did you see my lyrical wordplay? Never had a daddy, but I always had poetry. So I gotta thank God for giving me this literary style. And maybe this makes us even. For me growing up, a fatherless child.
2: Good evening. Welcome to the flip side. I'm one of your hosts, Miss Rashida Jabbar, and we have our two co-hosts.
0: This is Zain Porter, your co-host. And this is Shai Porter, your other co-host.
2: And we're welcoming you to the flip side. Wow, fellas, we haven't done this in a good <coughs> minute. Welcome back to the flip side.
0: Good to be back. Yeah, this is just like a minute.
2: <laughs> it's been a while. Yes, it has. Wow, and we have a very, very exciting show today To our listening audience We have a special guest, Mr. Anthony Stewart And we're so happy to have him on board with us today And Zayin and Abdul They're going to give us more information about um, Mr. Stewart And we're going to have him on And we plan to have a wonderful dialogue this evening But before we do that, I want to... Wish my Muslim brothers and sisters a happy Ramadan, Ramadan Kareem. As we all know that this is the holy month for the Muslims to fast during the month of Ramadan and to engage and get themselves, their souls and hearts closer to their Lord and just be about revising yourself. Re- rejuvenating yourself Getting spiritual And just being kind to one another um, Mistakes that we used to make we, we put them aside And we move forward So we want to start And we're glad that we're starting The flip side off During this <coughs> holy month of Ramadan So what I'm going to do um, Listen to the audience We're going to turn the show over To Zain and Abdul Before I do that, we're going to check to make sure that our guest is available on the line. Do we have Mr. Anthony Stewart on the line with us this evening? I am on the line. Can you hear me? Great. Yes, we can hear you. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, Mr. Um, Stewart. How are you this evening? I'm doing fine. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Oh, this is great. We're very excited. What I'm going to do now, I'm going to just take this out of my hand right now, and I'm going to turn it over to Zyane. And Abdul, um, I want the listening audience to know, because we haven't been on the flip side for a minute, um, we had some things to take care of. But as you know, Zayn recently just turned 13. Congratulations to Zayn on turning 13. Woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> He's all teenager now. And then we have Abdul, who's 12. Okay. And you all, yes, who I love very much, and we all know these are my grandsons, um, young brothers doing positive things. So, fellas, I take the show and turn it over to
0: you. Okay, so we're going to start off by reading Mr. Stewart's biography. Okay. So, Anthony Stewart, Mr. Anthony Stewart is a polymath. He's an author, a narrator, a videographer, a graphic designer, a digital music composer, and an entrepreneur. Did we cover everything?
3: Uh, I believe so. <laughs>
0: okay. He wrote five books, three of which he has handwritten and two of which he has audio recorded. The three books that he has handwritten are called Shift Five Shore Fireways to Get Design Clients and Dwayne versus Little Wayne. The two audio recorded books that he has written I mean audio recorded is The Stolen Legacy and The Miseducation of Negroes. We are gonna go That's more cool. into we are gonna go more into the book. Dwayne versus Little Wayne, and now Anthony Stewart has his connection with him. Mm-hmm. Anthony Stewart's connection to Little Wayne, Mr. or Mr. Anthony Stewart's connection to Little Wayne, or his real name, Dwayne Carter, came during the Carter One album and lasted throughout to the Carter Three album. He was his personal life videographer, which means he followed Little Wayne around with a video camera, taping nearly every aspect of his life. Not just interviews or on the set of music videos, all the time, but things such as the just got up in the morning Wayne, the pissed off at the entourage Wayne, the we about to go to jail Wayne, and the just and the I just feel like playing my video games till five in the morning Wayne. Keep the camera rolling, Aunt. You don't know what you might expect to catch. Wayne told him. Anthony ended up catching aspects of his life that he. Revealed behind the man.
2: Okay, he
0: also does graphic design. And, and Mr. Anthony Stewart does graphic designing as well. Great. Okay, now introduce yourself to Mr. Anthony. Can okay, to him. Hello, Mr. Anthony
3: Stewart. This is Zayn Porter. How you doing, Zayn? <laughs> Fine, and you? I'm doing pretty good.
0: Okay, so let's dive right into our questions, Mr. Stewart. Okay. In your biography, it is stated that you are a polymath, and to clarify for our listening audience, the word polymath in origin or comes from the Greek word polymathis, which means having much knowledge, having learned much, and Webster Dictionary defines polymath, is a great person of which is great and very learning. Can you please tell us what and where are some of the schools or non-educational structures or institutions you have acquired your knowledge on so many levels?
3: Uh, experience, uh, life experiences, uh, started when I was in a Japanese prison some years ago, I was in the military and being one of the young brothers out there, you know, kind of caught up in the world, doing my own thing, even in the military, you know, I did some crazy stuff and got locked up in a Japanese prison. And while I was there, uh, I was afforded the opportunity through other prisoners and whatnot to receive or get access to books that had information on black history, black culture, what was just going on in the world in general, and I tried to soak up as much information as possible. Once I got out of prison, <clears throat> a lot of my time was spent in the streets. I had joined an organization called the Nation of Islam. I'm no longer part of the organization, but at, for about seven years I was in, in that organization. And in that organization, I was out in the streets quite a bit, uh, dealing with you know crack houses, dealing with people just, that are strung out on drugs, dealing with gang members, dealing with just poverty-stricken areas, dealing with a lot of crazy stuff, so you you get to experience the problem firsthand. Also, I continued my studies reading books dealing with melanin, books dealing with acupuncture, books dealing with um, nutrition. I I kept reading. They said the best education that you you will ever get in life is the one that you give yourself. So I kept reading, kept studying, uh, kept experiencing, kept experimenting with my own life, going into different various zones of life uh, as I began to progress with graphic design, I would go to Borders books and I would study books on the greatest graphic designers or the greatest artists and I would try to craft my artwork to look like theirs. I would always look at the best people in whatever zone I was trying to go into and I would try to mimic their work until my own creativity came out. So my life has been pretty much structured around actual, uh, as some people call it, street knowledge or uh, neighborhood or, you know, just, just hard... Facts of life or, or experiences that deal with people, you know, all around the world. As I, I came into contact with different people in different countries, and different cities, and whatnot, and I tried to extract what I could from them and put that into my day-to-day life.
0: Wow, wow, that's <coughs> this is great. So, education is the key.
3: Education is the key. It just depends on what type of education. If the education does not benefit you, your people your country, your continent, your world, then that education is no good to you. So the education has to first benefit you. If the education doesn't first work for you, then that education is no good. After it works for you, it has to work for your family. It has to work for your community. So no matter what education you get, no matter where you get it from in school or wherever, if it does not personally work for you, if it does not work for your family and your community, then that education is no education at all. You need an education that uplifts you first, then your family, then your community.
0: Wow. Thank you. I will hold this knowledge to my life lesson.
2: Wow. (laughs) That's (laughs) some pretty
0: powerful stuff. (laughs) Go ahead. Next question. And, well, here's my second question. You ready? Yes, I am. (laughs) As an author, you did an audio recorded book entitled The Miseducation of Negroes. How has this affected or changed your life? And did it change your outlook or opinion of education geared towards the Negroes of 2013, or should say, African Americans of 2013?
3: Yeah, because if you get into the actual author who actually wrote the book, I just re-recorded what he wrote, and his name is Carter G. Woodson, and he is the founder of Black History Month. Back then it was Negro History Week, but it has evolved into Black History Month. And what he was trying to do was to create a period of time in which black people would study history so that it would make them uh, effective uh, contributors to the growth and development of their people. So he was trying to give you a history that strengthens you. Now, when we talk about whether or not this education helps us today or the educational system, he was deep into the regular educational system. I mean, if you just look up Carter G. Wilson, he was the second person, the second African-American. To get a, a PhD from Harvard Yeah, I think uh, W. E. D. Du Bois was personal And Carter G. Woodson was the second one Anyway, he was so well into The regular educational system that, uh, that the United States had Put him over the educational system Of the Philippines When they had conquered the Philippines They put him over the educational system And one of the things that he said Is that everyone knows As, a, as an educator That when you start to educate people You always start with things That they can understand so if you go to the Philippines and you want to teach them about history, about math, about science, about geography, you start with where they are and the things that they can connect with. Now, when it comes to African Americans, we start with where African Americans are, but you can't really connect with those things. So unfortunately, the educational system as it currently stands does not give African Americans the type of information that they need to become a constructive force in the development of their society, in the development of their people. They get an educational system or educational uh, training that makes them great workers, that makes them great employees, but it doesn't make them uh, independent. It doesn't make them say, hey, we don't produce anything as a people. Let's start making soap. Let's start making deodorant. Let's start making toothpaste. That's not the type of educational system we get. And in any educational environment, that is one of the key things that it, it, uh, it, it, it grows within the people who are receiving that education. So... Carter G. Wilson, in The Miseducation of the Negro, he was trying to say, hey, in America, black people, African Americans, are not receiving an, an educational system that, or education that will help them be strong people. We need to develop one that's based on African history, black history. They need to know that the first person who conquered or uh, started to develop Egypt was an African by the name of Minnie, or Normer as they call him today. That he was the first pharaoh, that he was a black person, that the oldest book in the world, the teachings of uh, uh, Tip, is the old, I Tep, mean, is written by a black man to his son. People need to know things like that. Those who created law, those who created poetry, those who created science, that all these, these, these skills that we have out here in the day-to-day workings of the world, government and whatnot, that they were created by black people. And he knew that once we knew that and accepted that, that we would become more confident, more bold in our approach towards life, more excited in our approach towards life. So as we stand today, that still has not been implemented, so we kind of uh, are lethargic, uh, sleepy, or we're dragging in our approach. Yeah, let me just go get a job. Let me work over here. Let me work over there. I'm just trying to pay my bills. I'm just trying to, you know, as long as I can eat, as long as I can, you know, turn on the cable TV and watch, let that wash over me, I'm good to go. As opposed to, hey, I want to build a city. I'm going to have this city in this area of land named after me. And in my city, there's going to be hospitals. There's going to, there's going to be an educational system that, you know, that is, uh, invigorates black life. There's going to be uh, hospitals that not only treat the ill, but also give them nutrition and make them stronger. You know what I'm saying? Or to teach them uh, proper nutrition so that they can eat right, so that they don't have to end up in a hospital. You know, nobody thinks in terms like that. Oh, i not. I don't want to think nobody, but most of us don't think in terms like that. So anyway, as you ask that question, all I'm saying is that Dr. Carter G. Woodson, with that book The Miseducation of the Negro, was trying to point out that we are not receiving that which we need to be a strong, civilized, constructive force in the world today.
0: So you, so I, <laughs> out of all that, you, so you don't think on the simple terms, do you? Oh. Say it
2: again, I don't think it's simple terms.
0: <laughs> you don't you don't think on the simple terms, do you?
2: What do you mean by no, that? Explain what you mean.
0: Like, so let's say this. Um let's so y- you don't think so you're more of uplooked than simple. So,
2: when you say I, simple I what, what are you thinking when you say simple? I know what he's trying to say. When when, when young people use the word um, simple, it, to them it means minor on a lower scale. So I'm taking mm-hmm. it that, and you can correct me if you're wrong, Zayin, that when you say um, think simple, meaning that you're not a person that takes one thing and satisfied with that one thing. You will go take one thing and then you take it to the next level and you take it to the next level. I'm taking that's what you mean about Thinking simple, am I correct, Sam? Okay, you got to open your
0: mouth.
2: Can the yeah. white see you? Yes. <laughs> okay. The and so. two words. Oops. Go
3: ahead. Two two words you need you need to get locked into. Microcosm, macrocosm. Microcosm is local, right there within the realm of what you can see, touch, hear, taste, and smell. Macrocosm is on a worldwide level. In other cities, in other countries, it's it's world it's bigger than just you and where you are. So when I'm taking in information, when I'm creating the projects that I create, I'm always thinking on two levels, microcosm and macrocosm, locally and globally. You have to think about that. You have to think about the perception that people receive when you are an African-American, black or how you define yourself, moving out here in the world. You just can't think, well, I'm just trying to go to my job. No, there's a global activity that's happening with yourself that depending on how you go to your job, if you go to your job with your pants tagging, if you show up at your job late, if you're not really into your job, if you're lazy, if you're lethargic at your job, that that perception that people who are around you get from you, they're going to communicate that to the macrocosm, to the world. They're going to talk to their friends. Their friends are going to talk to their friends. So you have to be responsible for your activity, for how you look, how you dress. because you have to always be conscious of the macrocosm, of the global... Uh, perspective of how people see us as a people. Okay.
0: Okay.
2: You understand?
3: I just want to too crazy there.
2: <laughs> okay. And now we're going to bring um Diane that was great. You really asked some wonderful um questions there. We got some wonderful feedback. And we was taken to school so we really acquired <laughs> some knowledge on terminologies and African American history. Um Carter G. Wilson was someone at 52 I didn't even know about, so I have to be abreast on my African-American history as well. Um, That was great, Zayn. Thank you so much. Um, Now we're going to turn the second part over to um, Abdul Shaheed, where he's going to come in, Mr. Stewart, and he has a few questions for you as well. Go ahead, Abdul. Thanks. Hello,
0: Mr. Stewart.
2: Hello, how are you doing?
0: Good. Okay, um, so I'm going to start my questions. About the book, Mm -hmm. Dwayne vs. Little Wayne, you follow Little Uh Wayne documenting every aspect of his life on video camera. Can you tell Mm -hmm. us some of the interesting things that you found out about him, and are there any misconceptions about him you think we should know of?
3: Sure. Uh, Quite a few misconceptions people have about him. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's start with, I have a chapter in the book called No Loyal Women. Wayne said that uh, During one night, we were at a hotel, and he was having a conversation with um, a person who he called Boogie, but everybody pretty much knows her as Lauren London. And um, he was telling her that there are no loyal women out here. And he was saying, my mother wasn't even loyal to my father. So I don't believe in loyal women. And she was like, dang, wow. You know, so what if a loyal woman came along? So anyway, they're having this back and forth and all like that. And that helped me to see why he... Says the things that he says about women, because if his own mother wasn't loyal to his father, then he didn't believe anybody gonna be loyal. He's like, yeah, whatever. So that kind of sets the, the the foundation for how he approaches his topic. Just the foundation. Now, here he is on a tour bus, where women line up night after night to get on his bus to sleep with him. They're married, they have boyfriends, some of their husbands and all boyfriends are at the show. They don't care. They just want to be with Wayne. And he sees this and he's going, wow, man, I'll never get married. I'll never be with him. Wow, because they're going to cheat. They can't be loyal. So when he starts to rap and says the things he says, people are going, oh, he's so horrible, he's so bad, he's so evil. Well, he has a foundation and a basis for the way that he sees things. I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying he does have a base from which he sees things. You understand what I'm saying? Now, even with that said, the women who he has children by uh, are in London, very educated, very smart, and has money. Uh, Libya, educated, smart, has money. Even one female that he was dating uh, was probably not as, out there as much, uh, Salon. Beyonce's a little sister. Educated, <laughs> smart, <laughs> you know, has money. In other words, he doesn't go out with, seriously, any woman that most people think, oh, he just want a hood chick. He just want a round-away girl. He just wants, no, he, he does not even, he doesn't waste any time with them. Luane hates people who smoke cigarettes, and he cannot stand strippers. You, he is not going to be with those two types of people. I don't care what the media says. That's not who he's about to spend his time with. So he's not going to be around strippers. He's not going to be around people who smoke cigarettes. He's not going to be around ghetto type of females. Though so his character, Lil Wayne, will rap about certain things because he knows that that's what people like to hear. That's not who he's about to be with. Never, no way. He's never going to be serious about somebody like that. No way. But most people would think, oh, he just want a hood tip. I had one sister tell me, she's like, Dad, I thought he, I, I thought that's what he wanted. No, that's not what he wants. So only through getting to know Dwayne Carter will you really understand what Lil Wayne is about and what he really likes and what he really is into.
0: Mm. That's a lot of the things that I've been hearing, too, and you really just, like, cover it that.
2: Well, those are things that we you all didn't know about because the misconception when we're talking about misconceptions of people, when we, mm-hmm. especially when we talk about um, African American rappers and they, mm-hmm. these artists, we all have to understand because you guys know your dad, you know, was was a rapper, so a lot of times that they they even my son said, um, Mom, I don't live this way, but these are the things that I speak because this is what sells. Music. This is what they want to hear. This is what they want to hear. But a lot of them don't mm-hmm. live their lives like that. Some of them do, but some don't. Now, who would think that Little Wayne, especially with the name Little Wayne, that Little Wayne would be a brother of character that would really scrutinize and have a preference to, as they say, a better class of, of women? Because well, in our let, me, mind, let me let me go ahead. say this now. Let me say this now. Lil
3: Wayne, the character, would not. Dwayne right. Carter, the man, does. That's why I said right. Dwayne, Dwayne versus Lil Wayne. So to give you an example, one night, it was about 3, 4 in the morning. I'm videotaping him because my job is to keep the camera rolling. And I'm sitting there about 3, 4 in the morning, and I'm sleepy or whatever, and I got the camera on him. And he turns around and he says, these words, what am I going to do? And go to the mall. And I was like, what? I was like, what, what are you talking about, bro? He said, what am I going to do? Go to the mall? He's like, man, I've been with women on white uh, sand beaches. I've, I've got the new car when it's come out. I get all the le- latest clothes. I get everything given to me that I want. i travel traveled the world. What am I supposed to do now for fun, for entertainment? Go to the mall? In other words, what's left for me to do? What's left? So he just had so much so soon that now... He's experimenting with drugs. He's trying to do anything to have some type of thrill in life. He's been on stages all over the world where people are screaming his name and loving him. He's had all kind of women who are, like, screaming for him and loving him. All kind of brothers like, man, hey, you're my man, you're this, this, that, and the other. He can buy whatever kind of car, whatever kind of clothes. And he, he's done it so much. It's old now. It's boring to him. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of times we get too much too soon and we don't know what to do afterwards. And a lot of that has to do with his perception of what it is that he's receiving. I used to say this, that Wayne has a a great quantity of things, but very little quality of things. In other words, he doesn't understand the value of the things that are in front of him. We would travel to different cities, and he would always get the presidential suite at, at the different hotels in the city we were in. I mean, this is big, beautiful suite, big, beautiful hotel room. He would never stay in it. He would stay on his bus playing his video games because he didn't care about any of that. He would want to go to the Waffle House to eat, you know, or, or whatever you know, little local restaurant chain store is to get food. He didn't care about fine dining and greatness. That that's not his in his experience level. So because that wasn't in his mind to think on that level. He was still going for the regular stuff. Hey, yeah, let's just go the Waffle house. I don't need to go up in that presidential suite. I can stay down here on the bus. Yeah, I know people want to know that Lil Wayne stayed in the presidential suite, so I'll tell them that. But I'm going to stay on the bus and play my video games. He didn't care about those things. So the quality of life that he had was really not too high. He didn't know. He didn't care. So he missed out on a lot of things. And in his mind, hey, yeah, I got it, whatever. You know, what am I going to do now? Now what am I going to do now? The guy's bored. So he ends up getting into a lot of trouble because he's so bored with what he thought life was supposed to be. And so in that chapter I talk about, don't be in a rush to get everything that you think you want in life. Because after you get everything, the only thing left to get is death. Because you've done everything. You've been everywhere. You know? So you need to have a greater quality. Don't just say, I want to go to France. Go to France. Don't just say you want to go to Africa. Go to Africa for what? I want to try the foods there. I want to swim in the waters there. I want to experience the people there. I want to check out the culture there. you need to go deep and be detailed about these different things that you want to experience. Don't just leave it at, oh, general saying that people, you heard somebody else say on TV or you heard you read something in a book or something, one of your friends say, don't do that. I want to move to California. Okay, move to California for what? What in California for you? What do you want to do there? And get specific about things that you want to enjoy and explore. Luane didn't doesn't have that. Dwayne Carter doesn't have that. So he's bored with life.
2: You don't want to be like that. Dwayne versus Little Wayne. <laughs> wow. Um, this is some good information. Okay, Abdul.
0: Okay, to my next question. Why is uh-huh. video technology important in 2013 and beyond? Do you feel... Does the social media has helped or hurt my generation? Is it too much access to the information? Wow,
3: okay, you said video, and then you talk about social media. I mean again. Okay. So let's start. Let's start with social media. Social media is has not hurt your generation, in the sense that it helps you to connect a lot faster. You can meet with and talk with uh, other people your age in other countries. With few keystrokes, that's huge. That's important. You need to know, okay, what is somebody in Zimbabwe, in Africa, in France, you know, in, in, in the Netherlands, in Australia, in Japan, in, that's in your age range, you need, you, know, you need to be able to say, okay, so what's life, life like for you? What are you doing? What's going on with you? And become friends with him and talk with him about shared experiences so that you can have a bigger world view. That's a beautiful, great thing. It becomes horrible and bad for you when you use that tool, a great asset, to tear yourself apart, to, to go against the grain of how your mind and your nature is created to be. So if you're using this social media, say, hey, I just want to look at, you know, uh, uh, chicks that look like Nicki Minaj. I want to use this great social media to talk to chicks that are making themselves look like Nicki Minaj i want to use social media for some old raggedy, silly stuff, to, to watch bootleg movies, to get stolen software, the pirate software, to get music. See, if, if that's the only reason you're using social media as a degenerative thing, then social media is of no use to you. Then, yes, it is a detriment. It is a negative against your generation. But if you're using social media to say, hmm, I've never been to Africa. I've never been to France. Perhaps when I'm in my French class, I need to pay more attention because I want to go to France and be able to communicate with the people that are there. I want them to know that I understand their language, I understand their culture. That way they will open up to me more and we can have a, a, a better dialogue. I can have a greater experience in their country, be it France, Japan, Turkey, you know, Spain, wherever the heck you go. And social media can help you do that. You get what I'm saying? Now, so far as as, as video video is concerned, video is key. Video is, I mean, audio is one thing. Video is a completely different thing. We need more video. Why don't we have more video of young people in Africa and what their day-to-day life is like? One of the things that i often say is that when I turn on the TV, I don't see me on TV. I'm an entrepreneur. As uh, uh, Jacqueline Taylor Adams always says, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I don't know of a black serial entrepreneur on TV anywhere. I don't see myself anywhere. So the only thing that I can do is to use video to record myself and or others like me and put myself on TV or put myself on the Internet or put myself out there so that I can see myself. You know, or others can see uh, a reflection of themselves if they're like me because we're out here going, with, hey, okay, I like to just create. I'm a creative person. I like to create products. I like to create businesses. I like to to just do things. Okay, there are probably thousands of people like me, but where do I meet them at? Video helps us to do that. Video helps us to communicate. Video helps us to create a theatrical storyline with motion picture, with images that can inspire in other people the desire to move towards that same type of life. It can motivate us to, to to be the person who we thought we needed to be. Or are we, you know, like, okay, I, I know I'm supposed to be more than just be a police officer or a fireman or a school teacher. I, there's more in me. I want to do more, okay? You just need a boost. You just need somebody to push you up. And sometimes TV can do that for us. But we need to see images of ourselves reflected on these different mediums, social media, Internet or whatnot, TV, whatever it is, DVD, whatever it is, so that we can see those things and say, Oh, okay, somebody else is out there doing this. It's okay for me to move in that direction. But then again, I I talk a whole lot, so my fault for interrupting no, all taking <laughs> much time go ahead and say what it is, yeah. <laughs> It's
2: okay. We we really um appreciated all the information and knowledge is key so we understand.
0: You know what the funny thing about this is? My grandma just like had the same talk with us today about using technology wisely to the betterment of ourselves
2: hmm <laughs> Great, great. Jax. Okay, go to your next. Are you done, Abdul? Uh,
0: yep. Okay. To my brother. Zayn. We don't use you. Yes. Okay. Well, Mrs. Stewart. Now yep. what
2: we're going to cover now, um, Zayn, we're getting into a different um, part of the conversation. And what are we going to cover now and ask Mrs. Stewart?
0: Well, Mrs. Stewart, we're going to now cover graphic designs.
2: Great. Okay. Yes.
0: Uh, Mr. Stewart, I see you have done graphic designs for New York Lens, and you also did graphic designs for the show Mixologist. Can you please mm-hmm. explain to us what is graphic designs and how does it work for advertisement or managing your own company? <coughs> your show, Mixologist, I mean.
3: Graphics, graphic design is, how can I put it, it is like a clothes. It is the image It is What people see first When they see your product Or you coming Graphic Graphic design is me taking you in the room And saying okay hold on You want to dress like this You want to put these shoes on You want to comb your hair this way You want to cut your hair like this You want to wash your face You want to trim your facial hairs. You want to stand upright You want to have an arch in your back You don't want to seem slumped over you're going to walk like this. All of that is graphic design, but for a product. So if your product is toothpaste, you might say, hey, I got the greatest toothpaste in the world out here. Okay, how can we distinguish your toothpaste from anybody else's? Graphic design comes in and says, okay, well, we're going to make the colors pop. We're going to create a logo that people really connect with. We're going to come up with a slogan that people can go, wow. You know, I mean, you can you can you can reduce it to something simple like toothpaste to get your teeth clean, white teeth toothpaste. You know, I'm just coming off the top of my head right now, <coughs> white teeth toothpaste. Trust me, you will get a lot of people <laughs> looking at your toothpaste just based off of that. So graphic design or advertising comes in and says, okay, how can we take your product and differentiate it from everything else? Now, me personally, my life is about graphic design with people in general. I come in and I look at a person. And I say, okay, this person is off the chain. They are spectacular, whether they see it or not. What can I communicate? What can I give to them to differentiate them from everybody else so that they stand out? You two, you and your brother, have a, a, a talk show or, or interview or a radio show. that's over the Internet. okay. Now I'm going to think, what's the name of it? What type of logo do they have? What type of image do they have? What channels are they in? How are they reaching out here to other people? You know, what is what is their catchphrase when people see them or they see this logo so that they can identify exactly who it is, how old they are and what they're talking about in an instant. That's what graphic design is about. Being able to take any raw, normal, generic product or thing and make it make it stand out, make it Different from everything else that's right next to it. Hmm.
0: That that gave a furrow. (laughs) That gave a furrow answer. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Good. All right. -hmm. Okay. My this is Shahid, and my Mm -hmm. next question to you, Mr. Stewart, is: Uh Can you please give me an example of how best to use technology? to create your own brand or business? That's a good
3: question. Well you, you yeah, here uh, You have you have your own show, right? Yes. You too have your own your Almost. own your own, internet, your own internet show, right? Yes. Okay. Do you have your own website? No. no. Okay. You need a website. People need to know where to go to find you all
2: consistently.
3: And you need to have all of these interviews that you do and a little player on the site so they can click and listen to these interviews. You'd be amazed who will listen all over the world. English has become a standard language around the world, so all you have to do is put it out there and let a few people know. And You'd be amazed at how it will grow. So you need a website. You need a logo. You need a slogan. You need to use social media and technology to reach the world to say, Hey, here my brother and I are. We're doing interviews to affect change in your life. We're having great interviews with great people, and trust us, it will affect change in your life. Once people see that and believe in that, oh, they'll they'll come to you all day long. You understand what I'm saying?
0: Yes, yes. Do do you all
2: so, really understand what he's saying? Because these are the things that I've been saying to you all, and we were trying to get this website together. And I tell you all that it's one thing to have grandmom doing it, but this is your show. And you all have to take the initiative. And this is what this is about now with interviewing Mr. Stewart. He showed you that he has taken the initiative. Even from being in prison, in in Japanese prisons, he took the initiative to educate and to, to acquire information. And then he took that information and didn't just leave it there. He took it to the next level. Okay, then he went into entrepreneurship. Now you see where he's at now. And he's still, still yet, yeah, he's interviewing with you guys. So he's still, you know, advertising, putting his brand out, and he's in, being informative. Everything you ask him, he's on point with it. And this is the purpose of you all doing this talk show. So it helps and groom you. This is why we have brothers like Mr. Stewart on board to help him to educate us and even with myself to help us put things in its proper perspective. Do you agree? Yes.
0: Yes. Okay. <laughs> great, great.
2: Okay. Well, are you ready? Yep. Or is it your turn? And then we're going to move on because we're running out of time. You guys are doing great. Go ahead.
0: Now we're going to Enjoy. go into the mixologist portion of our show. Wow.
2: hmm
0: Mr. Stewart, in school I took mm-hmm. up a cooking class. It was fun and I baked some cookies and foods. And I see that you are a mixologist. Could you explain to me what a mixologist is?
3: Okay. A mixologist is someone who blends things together to make another thing. So, in other words, you have DJs, music mixologists, who will blend music together to create a different sound. You have drink mixologists, people who will blend different types of drinks together, and that's like kind of the most popular one, drink mixologists, and they will create a new drink. Me, I blend food and drink, but primarily food. So I will take different ingredients that may not normally be mixed together, and I will come up with a different type of taste that people are not normally used to having. So a mixologist is basically someone who takes two separate things, blends them together to create something that's new, something that's special, something that hasn't been seen and or tasted before that people can experience and go, wow, wow. That is, that's, that's hot. I love that. That's pretty cool.
0: That's
2: yeah. Okay. How about asking to give an example or something that Can you
0: can you give an example of something that you going to create another thing? Sure. Time?
3: I mean, uh, all you gotta do is go to my website. Go to uh, <laughs> or if not even my website. Go to uh, my Facebook page, which is facebook.com/slash/theMixologiststl. B, STL. So facebook.com/slash/theMixologist. SPL. I have all kinds of things that I've blended and mixed together and things like that. And I have people who are chefs even who are going, this guy is phenomenal. I'm not a chef. A chef is someone who's, went to, who's gone to school, who, who has learned different uh, proportions and amounts to serve the people. They've become very accurate on how they chop, cut, and they're very precise at how they mix different things together. Are, uh, they're very formulated and very calculated in the things that they do. That's not me. I'm just kind of like a freestyle. I love food. I like this taste. Let me let me go over here and taste a beef. Okay, a beef taste this way. All right, let me go over here and taste some parsley. Parsley taste this way. Let me go over here and taste chicken. Chicken taste this way, unseasoned, so that I can get uh, a reference point in my mind on how different things taste, so I know what to add to them to blend them together to make the right mix. No different than a the DJ. They sample different music, different records, different albums from different genres. They say, okay, what is it? Right, what does this sound like? All right, let me blend these together at the right speed and tempo so I can create a new sound. Same thing with people that mix drinks and anything else.
4: <clears throat>
3: like I said, go to my site. I'm big on, the big, you know, I got my own perfect flavor wings. I got my own shrimp stir-fry, chicken stir-fry,
0: fish, yeah, potatoes, like, all kinds of different dishes and exactly. stuff
2: like that. And we saw a few things on the site, correct? Yes. Yes. And I think that's what they were asking. They saw some of the dishes on, on your site, and they weren't sure exactly what they were and what was mixed in them because, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they were looking at pictures. Yeah, so look, now... The, mm-hmm. the
0: foods are completely different than what I've seen before.
2: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a mixture. It's what your grandmom does. Mix stuff together, mm-hmm. and you come up with mm-hmm. delicious what meals. One of the things that I often say to people, I say, is, is unless
3: your mother made moves and food for you, I'm going to I'm gonna knock your socks off.
4: <laughs> I'm not saying
3: I can beat your mother cooking. I'm not saying I can beat your grandmama cooking. I would never claim that. But outside of your mother or your grandmama, I'm going to win. Because I'm taking the time, energy, and effort to, to taste different things, to sample different things, and to come up with things that I think. You know, I know children like things that taste sweet. I know they like things that taste salty, but in none of my dishes do I use white salt nor white sugar. Those two things are banned from anything that I make. White salt and white sugar are out of that. I use using all natural salt, now we use stevia, which is from a plant, to sweeten the things. Tall, at at the worst, I'll use the turbinado sugar, which is still a better type of sugar. It's still in its natural form. So I'm trying to help healthiest food, organic food, organic vegetables. Uh, when I eat eggs or when I use chicken or whatnot, I'm using chicken and eggs that are like they don't have any hormones or any negative things that are put into them. And they're not genetically modified. I'm trying to use the best food possible while doing my whole food So I kind of stand out a little bit from everybody else. Because if you just watch it as the cook each other, they're like, oh, yeah, put a few cups of salt in there, white salt. That stuff is no good for you. You won't see me doing that. To the point where I've come up with my own seasoning spice that I've named after my daughter, uh, Layla. I call it Layla Spice. And there's nothing but organic, uh, parsley, uh, cilantro, uh, garlic granules, onion powder, paprika. Uh, Himalayan pink Himalayan salt you know what I'm saying out are there using the, the the most natural things pocket so anyway being a is just about different things putting me together to create something, something that people can enjoy and I try to do this in a healthy way that's still pleasing to the eye and pleasing to the taste buds that's
2: great that's great that's pretty cool well now hmm. we're at the part of our um, show fellows and um, Mr. Stewart where first of all we're going to give the number out, um, Abdul, we need you to give the number out. So anyone that has, that would like to call in to ask Mrs. Stewart um, any questions or to ask Zion or Abdul any questions for any information that you heard this evening, please feel free to call us in right now at, what's the number? 646-716-7994. Repeat that
0: again. I'll repeat
2: the number again. 646
0: 716
2: Seven nine nine four. Great. And we're opening up the calls, the, the line now, for any question that you may have for our two co-hosts and our very special guest, which we're very honored to have him on board, um, Mr. Anthony Stewart. This has been a great interview. I am so pleased and excited about the interview. Um, I have acquired some knowledge, and I'm sure Abdul and Zain, um, if you would agree or yes. disagree
0: I, uh, I agree I've learned a lot of these Yeah, yeah. This I want to as well
2: really, Yes, this is really great I do appreciate it um, What we're going to do now Is that we're open the, the lines up, Mr. Stewart And we're going to give it um, A few minutes About another um, Five five or two minutes And then we're going to let you go um, okay. But I just wanted to make sure That we give others an opportunity To tune in And a lot of times I guess they, they love to listen Um, So Mm -hmm. sometimes we have those evenings like that where our guests are just acquiring the information. But while we're um, waiting, we want to um, have you give out your website, how you can be reached, and how anyone, if they're looking for any information on mixologists, um, your work that you have done as an author uh, as well, we need to know um, where to reach you on your websites. And Jacqueline Taylor-Adams sent me over about five so, um, yeah, too many murder repeats. So, so if you can, I, I, can you please give us the information? i will change all it up. Just go to AnthonyStewart.net and you will find out everything you need to know about me. And that would be AnthonyStewart.net. Uh huh. net. Uh huh. S.
3: T. E. W. A. R. T. Dot net. Okay. Great. Great. I still, I still got a couple of pages that I need to finish on there. My store and my contacts and biography. But yes. as far as cooking, design, photography, uh, speaking, music, and all the other things that
2: I'm into, you'll have complete access to that. Any you know, I'm glad that you, you. I'm glad that you brought up the music. That's one thing that we didn't bring up because um, I, I was think, hoping that the boys had put that in their questionings, and I do let them come up with their own questions. And at the end, I try to bring in other things, but because this is their show. And I don't want it to be geared so much as adults um, taking the lead. But one thing I did want to cover, your music. And everyone knows that I'm a a music fan, and that's my business. I love music. Um, We did listen to um, some um, little tidbits of your music, and it was very interesting with that. Um, how did you get into decided that music is something another part part of your entrepreneurial um geniuses that you do already? What opt you to get into producing and making music? And it's beautiful music I mean. Well, well thank you very much. I've always liked music. I've
4: always mm-hmm.
3: liked different types I've liked classical music and I've liked jazz music. I like hip hop. I like a lot of different types of music. And so as I've I've wandered through the digital computer realm, I found different software applications that I've come across that allow you to produce your own music. where people already have pre recorded hits, licks, riffs, you know, different different sounds, but they're just not composed into anything. You know. So you might have a a a, a drum that goes doom, did, do 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 doom doom do, 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 do and that's it. Well, I would take that and take other bits and hits and riffs and put them together and compose them into a natural sound. And I was like, okay, I can come out and do hip-hop, but there's so many other people doing hip-hop. There's so many other people doing house. What's something that I really just like to do that I enjoy? Classical and jazz. So I, I decided I was going to come out with uh, some classical jazz uh, compositions, you know, that combine the two art forms together and that I really like. I start off with what I like, what I used to like, the sounds I like. And I said, well, let me we put this out there, and if other people like it, I'll keep going. Right. So when going up with the first track out there. Other people like it. I said, well, hey, let me make another track. Let me make, make another track. And actually, I'm working on my actual first full CD, because the CDs I have out there right now sound kind of like a DCK, really. But I'm actually working on a full-fledged CD of all the different uh, songs and tracks that I have in my so-called arsenal you know <laughs> that I put together and I'm still putting but I love jazz I love classical I love the sound you know what I mean I mean like what am I, I'm a big fan of Arcadum I'm a, mm. uh, uh, a big fan of Miles Davis you know I'm a big fan of Yogi Ma I'm a big fan of Bobby. Fenton, you know what I'm mean? saying so all these different things are within me and I get to use these different tools these digital tools to express what I love through these tools and that's where my CD is come from. Visual music, that's what I call it. Visual
2: music. Yeah. I, it was great, too. We we really enjoyed it. We were sitting there listening. We really we really did, really enjoyed it. It was different. And um, we are definitely a family that goes after different. Yeah. <laughs> and not to try to stay in the, the box and try to learn about everyone's culture and People's way of life And um, it was very Like I say again Congratulations too Because I I, I enjoyed it And um, Diane and Abdul Enjoyed Thank it as well you. Very great Thank you um, Also you I want to You access At the site as well Anthony, Okay and great I have a whole tab Just for that so go ahead And I, I just want the Listen audience to know That if you um, Also I know that when we spill out And we say websites A lot of times People can't catch it You don't have the pens to look it up. The the best way you can go as well, you um, Google Ant- Mr. Anthony Stewart and you will see his information in which, and I'm saying this because I did it also, so I know that you can acquire it from that way also and you remember the um, keywords in which that we did the interview and you would find Mr. Anthony Stewart and all the wonderful work that he does and on the website you will also see all the graphic work and the logos and the Businesses and companies that he has done work for, and I can tell you, if anyone knows that I'm into graphic art and um, he does a wonderful job. I plan on calling Mr. Anthony Stewart for some projects ourselves. So once again, Mr. Stewart, I congratulate you on the work that you have done. I congratulate uh, you. I congratulate
3: you on the work that you are doing with your your grandsons and whatnot. That's that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Thank you, Mr. Anthony Stewart. <laughs>
3: really, really amazing. I'm in
2: awe of you all. Well, we, as you see, we are we are a family that uh,
4: we <laughs>
2: rather humble. We when we get compliments, we kind of freeze up because it's like <laughs> it's really about no, yes. it's about everyone else. But uh, so we do, and I can don't let me speak to you guys. I appreciate great. it. I mean, you do too. Yes, right? yes we, we appreciate it. it. Great, great. Another thing that I want to touch on the uh, as we're waiting. Um, as time is passing us on education. Um, when you were speaking in reference to education, everyone that knows that I I really have a pet peeve on educating our young people and acquiring knowledge and teaching and teaching our young people the right way. And one thing that really struck me was your knowledge of the history of our ancestors and the histories of our people as African Americans. And you mm-hmm. struck me with information, as I said before, that I was not um, aware of. In reference to uh, the first one who started, um, Mr. Carter Carter G. Wilson, who uh, mm-hmm. started Black History Month. You know, uh-huh. that right there, um, I was in awe, and and the knowledge of helping one to achieve. We have in the city of Philadelphia, and by watching the news I hear abroad that different cities are having problems with keeping schools open for different reasons. Um, Charter schools are popping up different places, and some look at it. charter schools as being a good thing, like myself, um, because my grandchildren Mm -hmm. um, are in charter schools, and they were in the other side, the other public schools. But for them, I see that charter schools are best for them. With with these mm-hmm. schoolings that we have in so many schools that are closing and the, the lack of education that our young people are receiving now anyway from the beginning of time has left us behind. What can you mm-hmm. say to let's just direct it right now since we are we have these two young brothers here with us now, Abdul and Shahid, whose Zayn is mm-hmm. about to enter into high school. Abdul he's about mm-hmm. to enter into seventh grade. And these are really the real trying times in a young man's life, um, trying to move forward, getting the education piece together, and then trying to deal with the hormones coming in your life, and then the other entities that's coming. Uh-huh. In. How does how do our young people, how does a grandmother like uh-huh. me, um, keep our young people focused on education and in the school system when the school system thus far? to me, in my opinion, has failed our young people. How do we keep them on track and to encourage them to, to maintain that education, even when they're in situations or in schools in a system that really does not mean have their best interests at heart? So what do we do as, as parents to combat this and help our young people, young boys who are going into manhood to stay focused and not wind up incarcerated or on drugs and things of that nature?
3: Well, you, you have to relate to them
2: mm-hmm.
3: Don't condemn them Relate right. to them You know, you have to first understand what They say first seek to understand Then be understood So first find out exactly Where are they coming from What's going on in their head What are the different trials, struggles And, and uh, frustrations Difficulties that they have to deal with in life Once you get a deep Or a real solid understanding of that Then you can better help them you can assist them. You can give them the tools that they need. But if you don't see where they're coming from, if you just automatically assume, well, I know what you've been through, that's a mistake. Because though you may in general have been through the same types of things, it's a different type of way that they're experiencing it today. And you need to be able to let them know that I fully understand what you're going through. So as uh, I made a Facebook post today, and I was talking about um. Uh, how the, um, the the three the three young women who were um uh saved from their captors by uh, Charles Ramsey. Right? Mm-hmm. This one brother who who, who heard this, this, this uh lady crying out and wouldn't help her, you know, help free her to get out. Well they were saying that they came out to thank everyone and they didn't mention him at all. He's a black man and they didn't mm-hmm. mention him at all. So one of the things that he has or young black males have to have in mind because um well, let me say this. Are you familiar with the uh, the uh, documentary and uh, exhibit that's going around the country called uh, the Question Bridge? Are you familiar with that at all, the Question Bridge?
2: No. You? The Question no. Bridge is a group
3: is a group of young males, older males, all asking questions and getting answers from each other. So you kind of sit in this room and they have all these screens around you where one question may come up from one older brother and a younger brother may answer it. Or a younger brother may ask the question and the older brother may answer it. Oh, it's just It's be really to call a question break. You have to check it out, right? But one of the questions that was asked, the brother said, how do I do good when I'm constantly surrounded by evil? Here is this guy who, Charles Ramsey's walking down the street, eating his McDonald's, doing his regular life in his little, you know, poverty-stricken neighborhood and he hears this woman crying out. This is evil going on around him. He goes and he does the right thing. He helps her. He helps free her. He helps get her out of her situation, out of not just her, but her and the other two women as well, and her daughter. He basically saves them, but in the news, he's not even mentioned. So he has to already have in mind, hey, doing good may not come with recognition. Doing good may not come with applause or accolades. You have to get in the habit of doing good just for the sake of doing good because it writes the planet. It writes us spiritually. It writes us in, in, in on a frequency that makes things more peaceful across the universe. So it's like you, you have to talk to us in a language that we can understand because we don't, like young brothers are like, okay, why am I doing good when the money isn't doing bad? Hold on, the money is in 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 acting a fool. The money is in rapping about crazy stuff. Why should I do good is their question. It's not profitable. And if you're telling them, son, you need to make money. Daughter, you need to be secured. You need to be in an environment that is financially secured. If that is the biggest thing we sell them or tell them, and they know that they can go out into the street and make money selling drugs, they know that they can go onto the street and make money selling raps or selling whatever it is they selling, talking about whatever they need to then how can we now penalize them for what they're doing to make money when we said money is the key thing that they need to have we can't do that we're sending them a mixed message so as an adult as a parent as a, a guardian you have to go okay well wait a minute let me not send them a crazy message let me send them a message that is accurate in life, accurate in spirituality, accurate in the reality of how things really are. Hey, yeah, you need money, but don't you sell your soul for it, because you'll lose. You'll tear our people apart, and you don't want to tear us as a people apart. You can't go out here and say that women are no good. You can't walk out here and call women bees. Are you serious? Everybody that's on the planet got here through a woman. So why would you tear them down? You can't tear women down, kill that type of talk. That can't be part of your talk because you sound crazy to other people. See, when we put that in their mind and they say, well, hey, there's money money that can be made if you go a different route. Well, how can I make money in a different route? Because Lil Wayne and them, they get money talking bad about women. They get money, you know, saying women ain't this, this, that, and the other. So how am I going to make money talking good about women? Write a book. Have a show like you have right now. Two young brothers who have a show that's on the Internet that you got me. Not to say I'm anything great or superstar, but I'm on your show. If you can get me, you can get some of anybody on your show. And you can just talk about the positive aspects of women, the positive aspects of black men. And people will pay money just to be on your show because you have the people. If you show them how to go after the people in a right way first, they'll win. But you've got to give them a method to do that. You have to give them the tools to do that. And if you don't have them, you have to seek them out yourself. And then say, hey, I may not have the tools, but this brother over here does. This sister over here does. You can't, you can't let your ego get involved and say, well, I'm a parent. I know better. Okay? If you knew better, you should be able to do, do better. But if you can't do better, if you can't give them what they need, then you have to step back and say, okay, hey, I may not know everything. Maybe you need to go check out brother such and such, sister such and such, elder such and such, or whoever and get them what they need so that they can grow and onto something that's strong and they can be positive and move
2: forward. Wow.
0: wow. <laughs> pretty stuff. Yeah.
2: You have us so, we just sitting here, you have us so engaged, and when you finish, we're like, okay. <laughs> 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 so, I, I don't want to talk too much. <laughs> no, you're doing great because we're so engaged and when you finish, we're like, okay, he's done already? Okay. <laughs> that was great. Um, Diane wanted to ask you something else. I don't I don't know. Go ahead, Diane. Go right ahead.
0: You're a writer. You won awards in school. I'm I'm sorry. Anyway, um, did you know that I'm a writer and I won awards in no. school and was selected to interview Your principal? my principal? Uh huh. What kind of advice can you I didn't give know that. me? What kind of advice can you give me? Continue your to continue, continue my writing.
2: Don't be nervous. Hold on, he's a little <laughs> nervous. Hold on, I'm
3: gonna give you, I'm gonna give you the advice that that's given to photographers, or people who want to be photographers. Right. Okay. Take a lot of pictures. Take a lot of pictures. That's that's what you tell other photographers. Take a lot of pictures. What I tell other people that do graphic
4: design.
3: Okay, keep designing. Why well, design logos? Design more logos. Just pick a pick a logo for any company out there and just recreate that logo. Keep working. Keep at it. You want to perfect your craft. Keep writing. Write articles on anything that comes to mind. They talking about Trayvon Martin? You write an article on Trayvon Martin. They talking about things dealing with Charles Ramsey and the the women who were kidnapped? You write an article on that. They talking about Obama and what he's going through? You write an article on that. You keep writing articles. You keep writing. And you want to keep them at 500 words or less. Because most articles that make it in the publication are 500 words or less. So you want to make sure that you have a program of Microsoft Word so that you can keep count of how many words that you're saying, and you want to stay under 500 words and just keep writing articles on everything. Write an article on this interview that we just did. Mm -hmm. Write an article on your grandmother. Write an article on your brother. Write an article on school. Write an article on being bullied. Write an article on being popular. Write an article on uh, going to college. Write an article. You can keep writing articles today, but keep writing because you get better at it. And make sure that your English is A1. You want to know exactly where every punctuation goes, every quotation mark, every question mark. You want to make sure that, you, you, that your format for English is as perfect as it can possibly be. If you do that and keep writing, you will be a winner. You will be a success. There is no way you will not because the formula, the math, adds up for you being a success. It's as simple as saying, one plus one is two. You are guaranteed success. If you keep writing to make sure that your English, your diction, your punctuation is as perfect as you can make it. You will win. And keep writing about the hottest topics. Don't write about stuff that don't nobody care about. No, no, no. Write about what's hot and put it in your own words. You will win. I guarantee you will be successful. <laughs>
2: Mr. Stewart, I I have to say this is that we were, this is so ironic to me because we were in a long, engaged conversation um, today, and even before this because there were some things going on, boys being boys. So I had to get them back and check and get them back on the right track. And these, everything that you're saying this evening, you really have hit on things that I have touched on and that we have been discussing. Um, even today before we um, started the talk show So once again, and, and I hate to keep thanking people But once again, I have to say it I have to thank you for this Because you have it's basically validated What old grandmom has been saying And, and, and trying to instill within them So once again, I, I thank you Because this was something that was truly needed This whole interview has went for me and a whole complete different direction And it is only I can only see it as being a decree In the mercy of God um, There is no way that you knew That we were going to We have been discussing this in our home And there were some issues mm-hmm. that we And you have brought everything that I have said Back to home So I'm mm-hmm. just praying that it sticks And, and they they they're looking like And they their eyes like My mom, we got it so I'm just praying that um, what you have done this evening, um, uh-huh. you you really well, don't have a clue. You, you really have. Do you have my really phone? Help. Yes, sir. They call called you today, too. We called you. Okay. Yes, we have your number. Okay. the so 314-656-6128. Make sure you got it. And yeah.
3: um, my email address is im at anthonystewart.net. And if you have an issue, just give me a call. Email. Let me know. We can yeah. work it out. Show me what. Uh, Thank you. Is the other thing I was going to say is. Let's say, let's say not one person listened to this interview tonight. The fact that Blog Talk records it, you can place it anywhere at any time. Anywhere at any time. Scratch how many people listen to it tonight. Cares, whatever. They may listen to it and they're not. Whatever. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is keep track of what you have recorded, your interview. I have a friend who told me once he said... Man, I'm getting ready to go ahead and create a book called Conversations with Black Millionaire Entrepreneurs. I said, Yeah, like so who you gonna call up? And he saw a name, Kathy Hughes, Les Brown, Bob Johnson, uh, all these different people, right? Russell Simmons, all these people that that are, that are millionaires. I was like, Why would they talk to you? He's like, I don't know, but I'm gonna call him anyway and ask him for an interview and I'm gonna do and tell him that I'm trying to make a book called Conversations with Black Millionaire Entrepreneurs. He did it. And he has a book. He has an audio recording and he has a little written book called Conversations with Black Millionaire Entrepreneurs. And all the people he calls, he has interviews with. He kept them. (laughs) He wasn't worried about who was listening at the time of the interview. He wasn't concerned about, oh, let me tell everybody, I got an interview with Russell Simmons. Hey, everybody, I got an interview. Uh Uh-uh. He was trying to stay focused on his end project, his book. And he makes money to this day off of Conversations with Black Millionaire Entrepreneurs. His name is Befford. Brother Beffer.
4: Wow. Look it
3: up. You can call up whoever you want. Whatever zone you're trying to go in. You say you want to be a writer? Who are the top ten writers in the world? Who are the top ten writers in the genre, the category you want to be in, who are the top ten writers in the world? Call them up. Email them. My name is yada, yada, yada. I want to do a
2: with these yada I am so glad you were saying this You just don't know <laughs> You really don't Because you just don't know I have Everyone knows that my My my, my network is huge And every one of these guys call On behalf And they say that grandmom I told them you call anybody They'll I told them call Obama Send Obama Send Michelle a letter These are the same things that You're telling these guys I have told them, and I told them, Kathy Hughes, you, you had interviews with Deanna. You had interviews with the Tuskegee Airmen. I mean, you have done. they have done some historical interviews. Okay, you have this information. They have computers. Each one of these young men have their own computer in their room. And I tell them, these are things, we give you these things so you can work it. I'm going to lead you, but I can't do the work for you. So this is why you, you're really taking me out, because you're really... Saying these things And This is what I've been Saying to them all along And I've been Attempting to help And I tell them that You know In my world I'm not the computer Whiz (laughs) So Mm -hmm. their guy Their job is to help me And I'm to help them But I can't do it myself So I'm so glad That you told them That a lot of hard work um, Education Research Mm -hmm. Utilizing What you have Because a lot of young people Don't have computers so you be thankful when mm-hmm. you realize what you have to make the best mm-hmm. of what you have, and you will mm-hmm. be successful. You have to go mm-hmm. for it because no one is going to give it to you. You have to seek the knowledge, mm-hmm. seek the information, seek it, and you keep seeking, mm-hmm. you will find, and then when you seek it and you find it, then apply it. And mm-hmm. this is the same thing that you have told them this evening. So, well, I'm as going hang up because I'm done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ow. <laughs>
2: it's great. This is fantastic. And we're going um, to hello. wrap this show up. Jacqueline, go ahead.
4: Yes. Hi. I just wanted to share. Just for the listening audience, I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I'm a producer of the show.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And um wanted to share with you, Anthony, ex-Blue Rain was on for a while, but she had mm-hmm. to go. So she did want to um, share, and that's one of his um, – the STL he states in his um, – Facebook URL. That's for St. Louis. So that right. is. Um, I'm not sure if I connected. I'm not sure who I met first, Anthony or ex Blue Rain. I'm not sure which one came first, but she's a great, um, a great woman who's achieved a lot. But I know her as a spoken word artist. And and I do want to say on behalf of my young men, Zayn called me. He reminded me. I I offered him Anthony. He called me back and said yes. He followed through, and then I told them that they would we would work together and build that web page. So hopefully um, they're motivated to continue on.
2: Are you motivated,
4: guys? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I'm motivated.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And we just love Miss Jackie. Don't we love Miss Jackie? (laughs)
0: Yep. He's awesome. He's fantastic.
2: <laughs> wow, Jackie. <laughs> they love you. You're and right. I love you, too. And thank you so much. And we're definitely going to, even Grandma, we're going to take this information that we received this evening from Mr. Stewart, which was great information, and we're going to take it. Uh, guys, you can agree with me. I don't want to speak for you. Yes, a lot of the
0: yep. is like we like know until like now.
2: You're going to apply it to yes. your life now from this yes. point forward yes. so my mom, mom don't have to be on you yes. forever. That is great. I am so proud of you guys. I really am. You are my my joy, my light, the light, the love of my life, both of you. I love you so much. And I think that you're both just awesome young men, and I see a great future ahead of you. And to our listening audience who wasn't, wasn't able to get through, we apologize for that we got to get Jackie to key us in a little earlier because, Jackie, when we get into these conversations, girl, you know sometimes we can't <laughs> stop. So you got to let us know there's a call on because we would keep on going. And especially <laughs> with guests like Mr. Stewart, how can you not continue to engage in the conversation yeah. and also to invite him back again to, you guys, do you agree with me? Yeah. We must have Mr. Stewart back on again. We It's a must. It's a necessity. And we're, next time we have him one, we can show him that we have taken it all this wisdom and knowledge that he has given us, we have taken it. I say we because I'm included. We are taking this and we are taking it and we're taking it by the helm and we're going to run with it. Are we, am I correct, guys? Yes.
0: Yes. Thank you you. may oh, not I,
2: um, yes? uh, yeah. well,
4: I just want the young men to understand its significance. Like, Anthony is real humble, but it's. You're in the Black History, Black Literature, and Carter G. Woodson. That's one of our – Miseducation of the Negro is a black classic. So there are, like, classic history books in black history, African history. There are classic book, classic historians. Mm -hmm. No one – for a black person to take advantage and capitalize off of doing a audiobooks, now audiobooks been around forever, and basically has been a revenue generator for the white society. Anthony was the first person who went and took the time to record a black classic, and then he did Stolen Legacy, which are two classic in black history and um, black literature. And just the significance of that. And he has shared, um, he trains and all about how you can do that. Just that avenue alone is a real revenue avenue and one that just hasn't been afforded to us. So he, he's broken a lot of ground and he's done a lot of things, you know, that other people have not done. But it's, um, you know, you know, that's very significant. And for um, for you guys to know um, real, real, And I just real quick, said did an audio book
3: Are you familiar with Brother Bedford? Because Bedford you, you definitely want to do an interview with Bedford mm-hmm. Definitely okay. The brother that wrote this conversation is like He's using it for me Okay You going
2: to go get down?
0: My dear
3: Now I will talk to him I definitely want to do an interview with him to Get that on tape Yes
2: yeah, That would be great that's great. Well, wow, Jackie, um and, and thanks to Jacqueline Taylor Adams, that's uh, who I listen to our audience. Um it was not for her, um, we would not be speaking to Mr. Stewart today. We would not be getting this knowledge. for Jackie, um once again I thank you on behalf of um my grandsons and myself. Um, everyone knows I'm a crybaby and they watching me, I'm trying to hold back these tears because I'm so, so excited. <laughs> and um especially when people take an interest in young people, and everyone knows I love our young people and, and educating our young people. And it takes a village. I need people to rally around me to help raise my, my grandsons to, to do exactly what we're doing now, to have this dialogue, and that gives them more information. It gives them food for thought, and it gives them ammunition to really go out into the world and to face the things they need to face because they, too, have a father that's incarcerated and a mother that's not with them in their life, and they've been raised by mm-hmm. grandmom. So, you know, it, it takes a village, and, and I am so grateful and so thankful to the village that God has blessed me with. And, Mr. Stewart, I am so grateful that now you are officially, we, you have always been a part of our village. We just didn't know you. So now we're glad that we have met the addition to our village, and I'm so thankful to you for that. Jacqueline, once again, I thank you as well. We're going to let the boys chime out, and um, because we have only two minutes left for the talk show. Am I correct, Jacqueline?
4: No, we have ten minutes.
2: Ten minutes left for the talk mm-hmm. show, and we're going to end this out with the, the boys now um, saying their, their goodbyes, and then we're going to let Mr. Um, Anthony Stewart we're gonna give him the last words and then we're going to close out. And that would be the last words of anything, Mr. Stewart, that you would like for our young people to know, because the show is geared towards our youth. And any information that you would like to our listening audience to know, to share with us, we are more than welcome to do so. First of all, we're gonna let Diane close out and to thank our guests thank Miss Jacqueline and Mr. Stewart.
0: <laughs> thank you, Mr. Stewart, for being on our talk show tonight. You're welcome. And thank you, Miss Jackie, for letting us do the talk show tonight. You are welcome. Uh, <laughs> good night, good night, Mr. Stewart. And it was an honor to have you on our talk show tonight. It was
3: an honor to be here. Great.
0: And good night, Miss Jacqueline Taylor, Miss Jackie. As I'm nervous. I got a little stutter. Good night, Miss <laughs> Jackie. Thank you. Thank you for helping us with such a wonderful guest.
2: Wonderful. Okay, guys. Well, thank you. And we're going to close out with Mr. Stewart. And once again, this is the flip side. And our wonderful guest was Mr. Anthony Stewart, the mixologist, the, the entrepreneur, the man that truly has a vision and has shown you that you can fulfill and live your vision through. just takes a little work, concentration, educating yourself, And I definitely thank you for the history lesson, because these are individuals that I am definitely going to look up this evening, and we're going to make sure that the boys look them up as well. So, Mr. Stewart, the floor is yours, sir, on the flip side.
3: I would just like to say that everybody
2: should take the
3: time and try to discover who they are. People always say, hey, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I like. I don't know what I want to do. It takes experimentation. You have to go out and explore. You have to engage different aspects of life. If you're not into music, try music. If you're not into writing, try writing. If you never thought about doing certain things, do it anyway. Just try it because you may find out that you have a knack for it, a skill for it, a passion for it, a love for it. That's why I recommend people go to my site anthonystewart.net. Not because, oh, everybody look at me and see how great I am. No, forget that. That's that's ridiculous. Let's not do silly stuff. Look at it, and I want you to go to that site and say, well, dang, this guy is trying some of everything. Why not? You should be able to try some of everything, and I hope the younger people try it at their age. You shouldn't get to my age and be doing all the stuff that I'm doing right now. It may seem fun and, and, and exciting and all like that, but you should be doing it at the age that, that our, our hosts are at right now, you know, when you're just starting high school, when you, you, you're about to end up, you know, end out middle school, that's when you should be exploring and trying different things in life and seeing where you really, really, really are. So by the time that you get my age, you know, 40, 45, or if you're even 50 or whatever, that you are locked into a certain zone and you know exactly who and what you are and the direction you need to go in. But the only way you're going to get there is to explore be a scientist, explore, try whatever it is you want to try. I don't care how crazy it is. I had one guy say, hey, man, I want to be an NBA basketball player. <laughs> I was like, okay, you're a little bit older. He's like, yeah, but I want to be one NBA. anyway. I said, all right, uh, have you been to any of the tryout camps? He was like, "Nah." I said, well, first thing we're going to do is find out what the next tryout camp is, the walk-on try in, tryout camps, where you can just walk in and just try out. We found out he went to a couple of them. Now, he didn't get in. But he was like, man, dude, thank you. I didn't even know that I could even do that. And he went on to do other things because he now had the explorative um, desire. He had that kindled in him that he was like, hey, I want to go out and try this. I want to try that. now. I want to try – I didn't know I could just go out and try these different things. So you need to be in the mindset where you're going out and you're trying to explore. You're trying to reach out and say, okay, what else can I do? What else can I do? What else can I do? You know? Jacqueline Taylor Adams, come on, she could just ball up and just be, oh, okay, I'm a person that just deals with helping people with promotions and stuff like that. She goes far beyond that. She mentally has to be able to go into the zones that other people are at to be able to fully appreciate where they're at, to bring them into one zone. So she, in a sense, is is experimenting with herself to say, okay, what that? okay, what are you doing? All right, well, let me give you space for that, or let me make space in my own mind for that. We have to be like that. Okay, Dad, what are you doing over there? You trying to do what? Put a golf ball on the moon. I don't understand that, but (laughs) I will give you a little space for that because that might be something really hot that other people want to do. Let me create a platform for other people to walk in and say, hey, there's some things I want to do, and I feel a little embarrassed or ashamed to say it. Can I say them here? And you have a platform that you say, yeah, don't, don't worry about it because that's all we're doing here. And it's, it's just trying different things. And we're trying to reach out there. And we're trying to stretch out there. And we're trying to reach for the moon, reach for the stars. We're trying to grow. That's where you want to be. Don't be afraid to grow. Don't be afraid to try different things. Don't be overly humble. I have to be humble. I have to be humble. You don't know anything about being humble for real. You don't know anything about being arrogant you don't know anything about the id the ego the super ego and all that other type of stuff be confident in yourself reach out there try go for it swing for it the best you can for some reason we think that when god created great people he was batting a thousand but when he created us he didn't know what he was doing don't buy into that when he created you he was batting a thousand she was batting a thousand it was batting a thousand God knew exactly what He said it was doing when it created you. You are unique. There will never be another you in the future. There was never one like you before in the past. He knew exactly what it was doing. Believe in that and move
2: forward on that. <laughs> that was great. That was great. And once again, we thank you, everyone, for listening to The Flip Side. Join us again next month on The Flip Side. With Zain and Abdul Shahid on the 13th of August, and once again, I say good night to you and Ramadan Kareem. Ramadan,
0: Ramadan Kareem, Kareem. Ramadan. everybody.
2: Ramadan Mubarak. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Good night, all. On the flip side, we love good you.
0: Good night. Good night.